we dive into the final Baltimore Ravens mock draft Monday of 2022 draft season next year on Locked On Ravens. You are Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we return here with another episode of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire. Of course, we're here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Ravens your first listen of the day. We're free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is we covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online. Where the game starts, and we're here. It is draft week, officially 2022 draft week, as we are just days away from the 2022 NFL draft. Baltimore having 10 draft picks in this draft, including nine in the first four rounds, and the Ravens will have plenty of opportunities to make this team better. And here today, we're going to be diving into our last mock draft Monday of 2022 draft season it is kind of like a bittersweet thing because we've been we've been talking about this draft for so long doing mock draft sundays and mock draft mondays and reading off your mock drafts for months and months and months but i'm excited to finally know who this next batch of ravens rookies will be this next talented batch of ravens rookies so we'll be diving into today my mock draft my seven round mock draft that i did for the last mock draft sunday of 2022 draft season i'll read it out here today on Mock Draft Monday in the first segment. Then in the second and third segments, we'll be looking through your mock drafts that you submitted under that mock draft on Twitter. And again, it's really crazy to think that last year around this time, I I was getting not nearly as many mock drafts. And I still love doing the mock drafts and reading through all the ones that I did get. But we're getting 20 comments, 30 comments with mock drafts every single week. And and I really wish I could read off every single one, but I do look at every single one. I, I promise I do that. And I just, I'm so grateful, so thankful to everybody who has submitted their mock drafts over the course of this draft season and who is stuck with me through this draft season. It can be long sometimes. I understand that a bit of, you know, repetitive content, but I really try to switch it up, spice it up and do a lot of different things with draft months or draft weeks as the show goes on and as the months go on leading up to the draft weekend, which is coming up very, very soon. So again, thank you very, very much. We'll dive into the content here now, though, before we do that, be sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel if you're here with us on YouTube. You can see my face and my background in video form. Our next goal, 2,000 subscribers. So thank you to everybody who has helped us get there. And we're we're getting, we're not necessarily super close, but we are steadily building a subscriber base and a very amazing Ravens community, both on YouTube and in audio form. If you're in audio form, thank you for following along. Be sure to follow, turn notifications on so you know when our content comes out and also be sure to follow me on twitter at chaos 34 and the locked on ravens account at locked on ravens but let's dive into my mock draft that different mock draft sunday that i'm reading out here today and i really this this is the pure baltimore ravens draft strategy which is best player available and really this is what this draft turned into you know you get you get what the mock draft simulator gives you and you take what the mock draft simulator gives you so number 14 i took kyle hamilton the safety out of Notre Dame because Kyle Hamilton fell to me. And I'm saying, I'm thinking, all right, we're, we're just going to do best player available today. So we did best player available. Kyle Hamilton is a very unique 
very, very elite prospect, six foot four, 220 pounds around. And people call him a unicorn. He's a unicorn type player, can line up in all different areas. He's listed as a safety. Some people call him a defensive weapon because you can literally line him up at so many different spots. He's just, he's physical. He does a lot of things that you want out of a player, especially at his position, but you can line him up in the box. You can put him in deep. You can put him deep. You can put him in his, you can do so much with him. He has such a high football IQ that he can play those multiple positions at a very high level. So it's not like he doesn't understand what's going on. One of the positions he's put at, he can do so many things. And he just, I mean, the elite physical tools that he has is they, they are just, incredible and his youth trainer actually credits him with a 40 inch vertical broad 11 inch broad jump the uh, amazing amazing things at the age of 18 at the age of 18 so leaving for notre dame then it's incredible so for him he is a tremendous tackler he offers amazing range he could he can cover so much ground and he's a, he's a do-it-all player and i think if the ravens have the opportunity if kyle hamilton even sniffs number 14 the Ravens have to turn that court, and that is how good of a player Kyle Hamilton is, even though safety admittedly is not a need for the Ravens anymore because they've re-signed a lot of their guys, brought in Marcus Williams. So Hamilton's just too good of a player to pass up. I think this, again, will be best player available. And that's what happens at number 45 in the second round here with Jacoby Dean, the linebacker out of Georgia. Now, he is a smaller prospect, five foot eleven and a half, kind of around that area, 226 pounds. But he is somebody who I think he just he has that middle linebacker mindset. He can cover and he covers very well. Covers running backs, covers tight ends very well. Has very good ball instincts too. He just he understands the game. He's a very smart football player and also gets good depth in his drops. He really just does a lot of things and covers that you will want out of a linebacker. And we know the Ravens have gotten gashed by receiving running backs and good tight ends over the years. I think Nicobe Dean can really help out with stopping that trend. But I think for him, he's somebody who also is a high motor player, plays with a ton of effort. He is a quick player. He also has a couple of tendencies potentially to miss some tackles here and there. He overruns some plays. And actually a lot of people do compare him to a Patrick Queen type player in some aspects. So while I don't think the two are absolutely redundant together there are some strengths and weaknesses that both seem to have but i think they could coexist they could play alongside each other and that would be a big thing for nicobe dean so again best player available is inside linebacker the biggest need for this team no but i think dean is too good of a player to pass up there at 45 at 76 nick benito the edge out of oklahoma is the selection six three around 248 pounds he wins with speed wins with quickness has great body control also has a really good bend and has a very nice first step. He, his first step is explosive. And he just, he he like contorts his bodies in all these, not weird ways, but like really interesting ways that just get him around offensive linemen. And it works. I mean, it really does work for him. Also, super high motor. We, you know, the Ravens, they love their high motor players. I think Benito would certainly fit that mold. He also was a good run defender. He sets the edge well. He's not necessarily elite by any means in that area, but he is very serviceable. And for a rookie, if you can play him on rundowns, if you need to, 
I think that's a win. Plus, with the ability for him to grow into that role, I think that would be very, very good. So, like Benito has the athleticism to become a very good player at the NFL level. He showed that at Oklahoma, and I think that for him, getting him in the third round, I think he's a second-round player, like an early second-round player to mid-second-round player. If the Ravens get him in the third round again, that's best player available. That's also what it need. Turn that card in, right? Turn that card in if you're the Baltimore Ravens. Next, at number 100, I picked Alec Pierce, the wide receiver from Cincinnati. Now, I know some people are going to say, there is no way you picked a wide receiver before a cornerback. And I'm going to say, yes, I did, because it's the best player available, and I'm not reaching in this draft. So Pierce, big body receiver, 6'3", 213 pounds, great contested catchability. He also is somewhat of a speedster. I mean, he's somebody who has a lot of great athleticism and just is kind of that complete package that I think the Ravens wanted out of Miles Boykin. But I think Pierce gives you a little bit more in a a few different areas, such as ball skills, the ability to track the football. And also, he does a lot in the run game also, brings the fight as a blocker. So you have to look at those and, and you see a little bit of Miles Boykin, the, the good traits of Miles Boykin and that plus the ability to get on the same page with Lamar Jackson. Hopefully that will go a bit smoother than it did with Boykin. But I think that Pierce would be a very nice compliment to the players already in the wide receiver room because right now the Ravens don't really have that tall, big bodied guy. They need that and Pierce would certainly give them that for sure. Next, number 110, I took Marcus Jones, the corner out of Houston, but Jones is a player that does it all. He is a great returner. He also has some snaps a wide receiver. He's a very versatile piece, but it seems like his role at the next level will likely be a slot cornerback. He is on the shorter side, five foot eight, around 174 pounds. He has played outside though, and that he gives you that versatility in the event that you want him to play outside. He can play outside, but I think he, he kind of profiles as more of a slot guy. Again, tremendous athlete. The Ravens love their athletes. Quickness, speed, very good hit movement. He's also physical. I mean, he hits. Marcus Jones hits. <laughs> he he will knock you down, and you're not expecting this, you know, this five foot eight guy to come knock down a six two guy. No, he'll do it. He will do it. Plus, I think the versatility really does help in terms of where he can play both in the cornerback game and also just if the Ravens need a returner. I know they have Devin Duvernay, et cetera, but if they need a guy like that. But again, he's just he, he's not the biggest player. So I think slot corner is where he projects. But the Ravens do have a need a slot corner with Tavon Young now on the Chicago Bears. So I think that does fit what the Ravens do need. Next to 119, I took Rasheed Walker, the offensive tackle from Penn State. This is pure best player available. It's pure need to. Rasheed Walker's probably not going to be here at 119. But again, the mock draft team that gave it to me, I took it. Walker is somebody who is more of a developmental player, has some things to work on. But I think that the ability for him to use his foot quickness and athleticism, the length, he's 6'6", 312 pounds. He has a lot of developmental traits. And if Ronnie Stanley comes back healthy, you can use him as a developmental piece while Stanley is playing left tackle and Morgan Moses is playing right tackle. And then you can have Walker as depth and insurance. You can plug and play at actually either position. So I think the Walker, we've talked about him a lot, would be a great pick for the Ravens, especially at 119. 128, I took Damian Pierce, the running back from Florida. So Alec Pierce, Damian Pierce, Pierce squared. I know the we'll work on the nickname is fine. But okay, for Damian Pierce, I think that he is one of the un un underrated players in this draft. I don't think he's going to be available at this pick, but I mean, look, he's a player that is a tough physical runner and is able to go between the tackles at a very good rate. Also, he has a ton of quickness, especially lateral quickness. So I think that he's a player, look, he runs angry. He's a player that does a lot in the run game for the Ravens who 
might need a running back, a, a more polished running back to take on some snaps with J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards. We'll see what, what their status is. I think that Pierce would be a great fit for them. And at 128, yeah, I think he's a player that the Ravens could definitely use. 139, I took Matthew Butler, the interior defensive lineman out of Tennessee. I've taken Matthew Butler a ton in my mock drafts. And he just, I feel like he just fits what they need right now. The Ravens have a ton of great run stuffers, but they don't have a an amazing interior pass rush presence. I think Matthew Butler provides them a little bit of both, a little bit of run stuffing, a little bit of pass rushing presence. There is a, there are a few things he can work on and also some things he can. I mean, he does have a little bit of a lack of length. He is six, three and a half, but just the length isn't as, as good as maybe some teams would like it. But I do think he has the ability to become a rotational offensive lineman. And with Clay Campbell coming back, defensive line isn't the biggest priority on the team. The Ravens should still draft one, but I think for Matthew Butler, he is a good fit in this defense then at number 141 it took zion mccullum the corner from sam houston state and there's no way there's no way zion mccullum will be available here but again he was there so i took him because the mock jab simulator gave it to me six four 190 pounds great length this his stats he had 13 interceptions 54 pass breakups in 56 games he has great ball skills which means you know he, he's all around the football he is very good at the catch point and is able to break up a ton of passes there. And he also has a couple of things again that he can work on, especially with now these late later round picks, such as some man coverage things. And also the tackling can improve, but he is somebody who has natural athleticism. I think would be a very solid one, two punch duo in this draft class with Marcus Jones. You get the slot guy who can play outside. You get the outside guy at six, four. I mean, I think that would be a really good duo of Jones and McCollum. And finally at 196, Alex Wright, the edge out of UAB. Now, Wright is a developmental piece, 6'7, 270 pounds, but you just you see the potential there. And the Ravens wouldn't need it, wouldn't need him to contribute right away, especially if they sign a veteran. But I think doubling down at edge would be a solid option for them. Wright is on the much bigger side for an edge, but you have that athleticism that he brings and just the sheer size, and he has a ton of strength, great hand punch. A really nice array of moves. He will be a very solid player in this defense. I feel like it is a developmental piece. So overall, I like this mock draft that I put together. Really, it's really best player available. And it's it's, it's the last one of 2022 draft season. The last mock draft Sunday that I did that I read out. That's it. Next week, we'll know who the guys are. So I won't have to put together a mock draft. But again, I like this one. I think Hamilton, Dean, a lot of these other guys represent best player available and would make this team better in the long run. We'll head into our first break here, though. When we get back, we'll be diving into some mock drafts from Twitter that you submitted. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Don't go away. Still a ton to talk about here on Locked on Rams. But first, I do want to tell you a bit about Athletic Greens. And Athletic Greens, they have a product that I use all the time. And I started taking AG1 because really, health is very important to me. And also, energy is important to me. And Athletic Greens gives you a lot of things in those two categories. And what's in the AG1? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, all those things. So it's incredible. And it's also lifestyle-friendly. So whether you are going vegan, you're dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1, does have options and it also contains less than one gram of sugar so no gmos no nasty chemicals or any artificial anything and, and also it still tastes good so you have all the benefits while also having a good taste and also 
it costs you less than $3 a day. So you're also investing in your health and it's cheaper than that cold brew that you get every day or, or any supplement. It's an all-in-one nutritional insurance that I think is just phenomenal. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health and to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL network. Again, that's athleticgreens slash NFL network and take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. We're back here. Our second segment of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostreicher, your host, still here with you. And we're now going to dive into some mock drafts from Twitter that you all submitted. And, and again, thank you so much for everybody who did submit mock drafts over the course of this entire process. And you know, we'll, we'll be back doing it next year. But again, this is the last time that I'll be able to put up a mock draft to be able to submit mock drafts under. So again, I'm going to just look at under the tweet, not necessarily not favoring anyone over the other, just looking at the ones that are given to me. And in the order that I see them, I will read them in that order. So first a mock draft from Joe underscore caddy 92, who has the Ravens taking Jermaine Johnson, the other Florida state at number 14, Roger McCreary corner from Auburn at 45, Cam Jurgens offensive center from Nebraska at 76, Rasheed Walker offensive tackle, from Penn State at 100. See what I did there. <laughs> Channing Tindall, the linebacker from Georgia at 110. Jelani Woods, tight end from Virginia at 119. Then you have Zion McCollum, corner from Sam Houston State at 128. John Ridgeway, defensive tackle from Marcus at 139. James Cook, running back from Georgia at 141. And Bo Melton, wide receiver from Rutgers at 196. So yeah, Jermaine Johnson, again, it, fe- it feels like he might be available at 14. Like it, he's one of the realistic-ish options, but really maybe not so realistic because he's he's a great player. It feels like he could go before 14. But out of all these prospects, all the like quote unquote top end prospects, people are talking about like Javon Walker and Javon Dibodeau and Stingley and, and Gardner and, and all these guys, it feels like Johnson has a chance out, out of those to fall to number 14. But still, it's, it's unlikely in my book. So getting him at 14, I like that. The Johnson-Roger McCreary duo, I like that a lot. Then getting Cam Jurgens at center is 76. Very underrated in my opinion. I think that people have him going to like the fourth round. I think the third round is probably where he'll end up going. Rasheed Walker, we talked about. Getting Channing Tindall as a linebacker is a nice investment. Jelani Woods, super, um, super intriguing athlete, honestly. I like the pick there. Zion McCollum, we talked about. John Ridgeway is so underrated in this draft class. It is, it's incredible. If you need to run stuffing defensive tackle, John Ridgeway, just take John Ridgeway and you're good. So I like John Ridgeway a ton. James Cook, I think James Cook's one of the better running backs in this class and getting him at 141 is a great investment. And then a wide receiver pick at 196. So this is more of a balanced draft where you have obviously the top two picks being defensive players. Then you have the next two picks being offensive players. But I like the players that were actually taken because it's good value, I feel like. And then also it is a positionally based draft where you're getting the edge, which is a big need, corner, which is a big need, center, offensive tackle, linebacker, tight end. So it's hitting on all the needs. I think that's a really nice part of this draft as well. So good job here by Joe Ketty92 to start us off. Next, we'll look at a mock draft from Be More Finest, who has the Ravens taking Jamison Williams, the wide receiver at pick 14, Daniel Falele, the offensive tackle at 45, Josh Pasco, the edge at 76, Mario Goodrich, corner at 100, Kobe Bryant, corner at 110, Zach Tom, offensive tackle at 119, Jelani Woods, tight end at 128, Alex Wright, edge at 139, Pierre Strong, running back at 141, and Haskell Garrett, 
interior defensive lineman at 196. So yeah, Jamison Williams is an interesting pick that I don't think we've seen too much over the course of this mock draft Monday series here. And I think that he is a very intriguing pick. I mean, if he, if he wasn't injured, he would have been, I believe the wide receiver one in this draft. Some people have him as the wide receiver one in this draft, but obviously his injury that he suffered kind of, Put, put a dent in that a little bit. Some people are going with Drake London or Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave, et cetera. I think Jameson Williams is extremely talented. Would I pick him at 14 if I were the Ravens? Probably not. I just feel like he had their bigger needs elsewhere, and the injury with Williams puts a little damper on things. I know he'll probably recover and be a great, amazing player, but to me, I just I feel like Williams is a player. I'd be like, all right, yeah, that's, that's cool if they pick him, but at the same time, if there's a player like Jermaine Johnson, or a player like, oh, I don't know, someone like Sauce Gardner Falls or Derek Stanley Falls, which probably won't happen. I'd rather have those players. And obviously in this situation, that might not have happened. So Williams might have been the best player available. Daniel Flilly, I like as an offensive tackle at 45. Josh Pascal just feels like a Raven. And I don't even know if he'll be here at 76, but take what the mock draft simulator gives you. Back-to-back corners, I like that. Kobe Bryant, Mario, or Mario Goodrich, Kobe Bryant is pushing them up. Zach Tom, super underrated too. I feel like, He's a player the Ravens can get in this range and be that offensive tackle. And this is a this is a draft where maybe instead of two offensive tackles, I'd find a center instead because there is a double down at corner, a double down at edge, an interior defensive lineman, two offensive tackles. I feel like they only need to draft one offensive tackle, and then they can invest in other positions, other places. So I think for more finest, this is a very good draft, a different one than we've seen, but I still think it is a good one that addresses needs and also gets you a – home run player if, if James Williams pans out there at number 14. Next, we look at a mock draft from B. Ward, who says BPA trade down draft couldn't resist these names when they fell. So B. Ward has the Ravens trading 14 and 196 for 49 and 16. So at 16, the Ravens select Jordan Davis, defensive lineman from Georgia. Kyler Gordon was the pick at 45, the corner from Washington. Then the Ravens trade 51 and 83 for 49 and 110. No, no, they trade 49 and 110 for 51 and 83. At 51, they take Roger McCurry, the corner from Auburn. Then Perrion Winfrey, the defensive lineman from Oklahoma, is 76. Alec Pierce, wide receiver from Cincinnati, is at 83, followed by Majai Sanders, fellow Cincinnati Bearcat there, the edge at 100. Daniel Flaley, the Minnesota tackles at 119. Aoma Uwarzuriki, the Iowa State edge at 128. Damon Clark, LSU linebacker 139 and Chicka Conquo, the Maryland tight end at 141. Yeah, Jordan Davis is 16. It feels Jordan Davis just feels like a, such a Ravens pick where it's like, all right, this if the pick ends up being Jordan Davis, I'll be like, you know what? That is so expected. And I honestly wouldn't hate it. Like, again, if Jermaine Johnson is there, that's the pick for me. But Davis is this player who, like, you just cannot single block. And I feel like he'd be such a disruptor on this defensive line. So I, I am I am for Jordan Davis. I know some people aren't, and people question his three-down ability, but he's super athletic and I think can be a very impact player at the next level. And, like, who are you blocking? on the Like, if you have to block Jordan Davis and Clay's Campbell on the same play, like, if you're an offensive line, you're, you're sitting there and you're looking and you're like, how are we going to do this for a full 60 minutes? And so that would be a very tough assignment. And I think that would be very good for the Ravens. Kyler Gordon, Roger McCreary, the one-two duo there at corner at 45 and 51. I like that a lot. Gordon's actually been getting a little bit of first round hype. So at 45, it seems like a value. I actually like McCreary better than I like Gordon, but I, I still think both are very talented. And then Perry and Winfrey, a defensive lineman, who again, it's like you add that to Jordan Davis and Clay's Campbell and all the other guys. So it's actually defensive line corner, corner defensive line with the first four picks. 
Edge doesn't come until a little bit later with it was Ariki and and Sanders. It, Sanders at 100, it was Ariki at 128. Then you have Philele, who I think is a very value pick there. Alec Pierce that we talked about. I like this a lot. This is a really good mock draft because you get a lot of value, trade down and pick up some extra picks, and you still get big name players at big time positions that have had the production and have a ton of potential. So very good mock draft here from B Ward. And finally, we'll look at a mock draft. We're heading to our final break from Ray Rico, who has the Ravens taking Chris Olave wide receiver at 14. Right. A lot of first round wide receivers here. Brees Hall running back at 45. Abraham Lucas offensive tackle at 76. Rasheed Walker offensive tackle at 100. Cole Strange center at 110. Jake Ferguson tight end at 119. Jalen Moore Davis uh, corner at 128. Amari Barno edge at 139. Alex Wright edge out of UAB at 141. And Nick Grant safety at 196. So there are a lot of there are a lot of solid players here. But the interesting part is that they are not all at positions of need necessarily. So. Chris Olave at 14, really, really talented wide receiver. I, he, he doesn't fit what the Ravens need. I mean, they need a bigger body than him. Olave, great route runner, really precise. I feel like if the Ravens were to go wide receiver in the first round, it would be like a Drake London or Jamison Williams, et cetera. I still think Olave is a great player. Don't get me wrong. But that's a player that maybe I'm I'm taking last year if he comes out instead of Rashad Bateman. And I love the Bateman pick. I would have taken Bateman over Olave last year anyway. But I think for the Ravens, they just they need someone a bit a bit bigger than Olave, in my opinion. Brees Hall at 45. Brees Hall is super talented. I'm not taking a running back till the third round, though, at the very earliest. That's just that's just me. Brees Hall's amazing and the best running back in this class, in my opinion. He'll probably go in the second round, but I just don't think the Ravens should invest a pick that high when they still need corners and edge players. Abraham Lucas, Rasheed Walker, great tackle duo. I'd probably only take one of them, though, and then use the other pick on a corner or an edge because a corner isn't taken here to 128 with Armour Davis. And then an edge isn't taken until 139 with Barno. So, yeah, I think that both players are really good. I like both of them. But, again, I'd probably exchange one for a corner. So if the Ravens take Lucas 76, maybe at 100, I'd take a corner to pair with more or more Davis and, and that kind of thing. But the players are all good here. I just think for value sake and needs base sake, not getting a corner to 128 and edge into 139 and no defensive lineman. I just, I don't see the Ravens doing that, but the players here are very, very talented. So good mock draft here by Ray Rico. And then we're going to head into our final break. When we get back, we'll be diving into the Ravens, more mock drafts from Twitter and those Ravens mock drafts that we've been reading out here for months. It'll be more of those. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And we will be right back with don't go. I still have time to talk about, but first let me tell you a bit about built bar and this is the time of year people have given up on the new year's resolutions but don't do that this year if yours is to eat right do it with built bar and it really doesn't feel like a resolution because i actually enjoy eating them in my opinion and if you haven't tried the built bar puffs you're really missing out one of built bars best tasting bars with their first ever protein infused marshmallow so means they're fluffy and they're marshmallowy and they're not just a protein bar they are a treat and all built bars are covered in 100 real chocolate they're low calorie and high protein they contain 130 calories Four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They also have a ton of great flavors. Then brownies, my personal favorite, but they also have coconut, coconut almond, etc. So go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. We're back here. Our final segment of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostrecker, your host, still here with you. And thank you again for making Locked On Ravens 
your first listen of the day. But go make your second listen locked on NFL Draft with Brian Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Cracker as they bring the NFL Draft to life, and it really is just days away. And we're going to dive into more of your mock drafts from Twitter here in this final segment, starting off with one from Coach Scott Phillips, who has the Ravens trading pick 14 and uh, round three, their 100th selection overall for 32, 34, and 66. 32, the Ravens select Arnold Ebikady, the edge out of Penn State. Then at 34, the Ravens take Jalen Petrie, the Baylor cornerback or defensive back, wherever you want to classify him. Nick Benito, the Oklahoma edge, is the pick at 45, followed by offensive lineman Jermaine Salier, Georgia at 66. Martin Emerson, Mississippi State corner at 76. Romeo Dubes, Nevada wide receiver at 110. Matthew Butler, Tennessee defensive lineman at 119. Rashad White, Arizona State running back at 128. Malcolm Rodriguez, Oklahoma State linebacker, 139. Daniel Bellinger, San Diego State tight end at 141. And Curtis Brooks, defensive lineman from Cincinnati at 196. This is good value in this trade, especially because right at the end of the first round, going into the middle of the second round, I feel like having picks in that range would give the Ravens so much flexibility because there are players that could probably go in the 20s, probably going in the 30s, in the 40s in this draft because it is so deep. So getting Ibikati, who I think is a great edge rusher at 32, that's value. Jalen Petrie at 34, that's value. Benito, 45, value. Salier, I mean, all these players. And then you have the players to round it out, too. We've talked about Matthew Butler a ton on this show. Rashad White's a great option at running back. Daniel Bellinger could be a great third tight end on this team. I mean, there, there's a lot here. Martin Emerson I like a lot. So there are players here at the top of this draft, like Ibikati, who are like, all right, that's the star of the class pretty much, right? But then you have the other players who can play roles and also have the potential to turn into stars themselves. So good my I like this a lot. Good mock draft here by Coach Scott Phillips. Next, we have QM25, who says, part two, trade down, prepare for next year. I don't know where part one went. Oh, here, okay. There, there's a part one. We're looking at part two, apparently. So let's pull up part one. Well, all right, this is a lot. So the Ravens trade pick 14 and receive 17, 79, and 123. Then they trade 17 for 42, 73, 122, 159, 179, 216, 240, a three in 2023, a four in 2023, a five in 2023, a six in 2023, and a seven in 2023. So that trade's realistically not happening, but good trade. I mean, it's a hypothetical good trade. Travis Jones is the pick at 42. Nick Benito, the edge is the pick at 45. Then the Ravens trade 73, 79, 4, 47, and 230. The Ravens then pick Leo Chanel, the Wisconsin linebacker at 47. Marcus Jones, Houston corner at 76. Romeo Dubes, the Nevada wide receiver, 100. Dominique Robinson, Miami, edge at 110. Mari Mathis, Pittsburgh corner at 119. Kellen Deesh, uh, Arizona State tackle at 122. Then going back to part two, Braxton Jones, Southern Utah tackle at 23 at 123. Matthew Butler, Tennessee defensive lineman, 128. Tyson Anderson, Toledo, safety, 139. Damon Clark, LSU linebacker, 141. Kyron Williams, Notre Dame. Running back 159, Joshua Azudo, North Carolina guard at 179, Curtis Brooks, Cincinnati defensive lineman 196, Aquandre White, South Carolina running back at 216, Connor Hayward, Michigan State tight end at 230, and Noah Ellis, Idaho defensive lineman at 240. So yeah, the uh, the trade that QM25 does here obviously is not realistic. I, I don't think the Colts would trade their entire 2023 draft pretty much for 17, but Ravens get value, and the reason I wanted to read this one off is because of the fact that, again, what I talked about is this draft is super deep. And if the Ravens have all these picks in the 40 range and then in the later rounds as well, 
they can get a lot of quality prospects. And I know people are saying, well, 10 picks is too much. They, they have to package some of those picks and move up. The Ravens could very well end this draft with like 11 or 12 picks. Now, do I think 11 or 12 picks have a realistic chance to make this roster? Obviously, one, it depends who they are. But two, it depends what the Ravens do after free agency. I mean, the Ravens, they still have a ton of holes to fill on this roster, you know, offense, defense. So if they feel like some of these rookies can contribute immediately, they could do that and maybe trade down without a trade up. Now, I think they will couple the trade down with the trade up. And obviously, the Ravens probably will not have as many picks as QM25 has them acquiring in this draft. But it, it just goes to show, and I like the players that QM25 takes. It goes to show how deep this draft class is at multiple different positions. So not necessarily a realistic mock draft here by QM25 because of the the big, big trade. But I do think, again, it was a good idea for me to read this out because I think that what QM25 shows is that this draft class, again, is just one of the deeper ones that we've seen in a in, in a few years. So good, good idea there by QM25. I, I liked the idea of seeing what this team could get with all of those different picks. Next, though, here we'll look at a mock draft from Barrett King 89, who has the Ravens trading 14 and 76 for 22, 53, 59, and 258. The Ravens at 22 take Jermaine Johnson, the Florida State Edge. Then at 45, the Ravens take defensive back Jalen Petrie out of Baylor. Leo Chanel, the Wisconsin linebackers at 53. Martin Emerson, Mississippi State Corners at 59. Josiah Stanner, Cincinnati Edges at 100. Matthew Butler, Tennessee defensive lineman is at 110. Kate Otten, Washington tight ends at 119. Cam Jurgens, Nebraska Centers at 128. Pierre Strong Jr., South Dakota State running backs at 139. Braxton Jones, Southern Utah Tackles at 141. Malachi Carter, Georgia Tech wide receiver at 196. And Matt Areza, there he is. Matt Areza, the San Diego State punter at 258. So, again, if Jermaine Johnson falls to 22, I'm doing backflips around Baltimore. You pair him with Jalen Petrie, the versatile defensive back. I like that a lot. Martin Emerson, Leo Chanel, Majai Sanders, Matthew Butler. The first time, he one, two, three, four, five, six picks to defensive players, which I mean, if there's not an offensive tackle you like, I, I probably would take an offensive tackle instead of, oh, I don't know, maybe a, who would I take it instead of? Maybe a Kate Otten, I'd take an offensive tackle instead of, and then find a tight end in free agency, potentially like an undrafted guy. But Jermaine Johnson, Adrian Chanel, that's big, big three, I guess. Like it's a big, big three. And then you have Martin Emerson, Majai Sanders, Matthew Butler. Matthew Butler, I, I like him a lot. And it seems like a lot of the people doing mock drafts do also so good mock draft here from from barrett king getting jermaine johnson at 22 and filling out the rest of the ravens needs there with some talent in terms of the players he picked and the matter raise at the punter at 258 is a good one to look at there all right finally we'll look at a mock draft from faldrick who says rare rare charles cross fall but had to go for it would prefer to get a corner earlier instead of smith maybe but it didn't shake out that way infusion of youth and talent on the defensive line so Ravens take Charles Cross, the offensive tackle at 14, followed by Travis Jones, the interior defensive lineman at 45. Leo Chanel, the linebacker at 76. And then Tyreek Smith, the edge at 100. Jelani Woods, tight end at 110. Fedarian Mathis, the interior defensive lineman at 119. James Cook, running back at 128. Kingsley Agambari, the edge at 139. Zion McCollum, the corner at 141. That's where it cuts off, so I can't see anything else. But it, it looks like... This is a this is a quality draft. I mean, Charles Cross, yeah, I feel like he's not going to fall, but if he is there and like one of the edge rushes isn't on the board or not one of the top corners like Sauce or, or Derek Stingley, I think Cross is a very good selection. He's a player that I think has the potential to be a very good tackle for a very long time. Travis Jones, great interior defensive line prospect. I like Leo Chanel as a linebacker a lot at 76. That's actually a steal in my opinion. Jelani Woods, we talked about as that, that like athletic guy. But Aaron Mathis, 
is a very he's he's his stock's kind of fallen a little bit, but doubling down on the defensive line, I think that's good. But maybe instead of getting a Zion McCollum at one forty one, or not instead, but instead of having McCollum be the first corner, maybe instead of that, it's drafting a corner at one nineteen and McCollum at one forty one, because then you have Smith and Gambare, and then. You have a corner in McCollum there instead of two defensive linemen where the Ravens did resign Clayus Campbell. So I like the cross pick. I like the Travis Jones pick, the Chanel pick as well. Then more depth. I mean, James Cook, I like as well. So good mock draft here from Faldrick. But that's all I have for you today here on Locked on Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to get back here tomorrow. We'll be diving into more Ravens talk. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And I will see you tomorrow.